Thanks for checking out the Community Recap Podcast, where there's no cap and all truth. As we discuss various aspects of the Christian life and look back to our past Sunday sermons to discuss what we can learn from them. Let's tune into this week's episode of the Community Recap Podcast. All right, welcome back to another episode of, go ahead and give it to them, the Community Recap Podcast. No cap. All truth. All truth. That's yeah. right. Yeah, it's hard, to, it's hard to believe it's already been a week. Man. Yeah, and here we are. I know. Yeah. That it is goes, true. It's it, kinda it, 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 it goes quick. It goes quick. It when you're having fun, quick. time flies. That's exactly what uh, I think is behind it all. So I want to I want to give a shout out to uh, my wife. Who yeah. I hope will listen to this. She's okay. recently started listening. Did she subscribe? She did. She's a subscriber. She did. Yeah, the man. For uh, the four people. That's right. One of them. Well, and she was like, I love somewhere. the new I love the new podcast, the 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 all cap no truth. And I was like, <laughs> 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 you mean yeah. no cap all truth? Yeah. Yeah, what a well, podcast that would be. Yeah, that. Well, maybe we'll do that one day. We'll just yeah. no. Nah, let's not do that. That wouldn't be good. That wouldn't be good. That I love you, Alex, but I had to. I had to say something. Yeah, about man. That. Yeah, that, that's the bad thing is people can tend to get name dropped on. Yeah. On this a little beware. bit. Beware. If you're a part uh, of our church, beware. Yeah. No, we won't. We need. We won't do you like. We won't do you like that. Maybe. We definitely will. That's right. Uh, how you been? How was your week, man? Man, good. Uh, good week. Uh, a bit of a blur, uh, honestly. A lot going on. A lot mm-hmm. happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, just kids. The heat. It's Goodness hot gracious! I'm a I'm a fan of warm weather, but uh, this is a little bit. It's a little bit much. It's a little bit much. The AC went out in the van oh. uh, the other day, and so, uh, man, that's been a little bit of a. You got the windows down uh, rolling. Shoot, yes. So got that let, let my let my baby <laughs> drive uh, uh, the other nice car, guy. and I've taken the van and and been driving it, trying to get it fixed. And so hopefully we'll get it narrowed down and yeah. uh, get that fixed because it's too hot. It's hot to be without streets, AC, man. man. It's hot in them streets. <sighs> shoot. Well, I I kind of agree. It, it just went by super fast. Yeah. I don't know if it was you yeah. know we kind of had a long weekend evangelism training and then church right. and then. Yeah, which that went good, man. I thought yeah, I really thought that good. was good. Uh, had a good good amount of people to show up that that morning. Our men's ministry made some good breakfast good burritos, burritos, and so thankful for them. And um, yeah, I thought it was good, but just a lot. Um, got a day off yesterday. Took a day off, just me and my honey. Yeah, I didn't. And just so we, the people, it's yeah, on record. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I take Mondays. I, I don't take, take Mondays days off. Yeah, period. well, we, we again, this is supposed <laughs> to be uh, no cap, all truth. That's right. Um, Dang it. Okay. Uh, so that's not true. Uh, but so it was good. It was good. We had a, a good, relaxing, rest-filled day. Uh, and so, man, it was good. Yeah. Looking forward to this Sunday. Yeah, it's going to be good. I think Sunday went well. You know, I just encouraged uh, just by our attendance and just people yeah. kind of making it a priority good response to, and yeah, coming good forward response. to pray <clears throat> for, for various things that are going on and yeah, yeah praise the Lord so, for that. Well, let's talk about it, man. Revelation seven, um, one through 17 is where we were on Sunday. And, 
Um, Love the title of the message. Yeah, man. Um, signed, sealed, delivered. I'm, I'm your, yours. Please yeah. sing yeah. this for us. Man, no, I won't. No? I won't necessarily do that for you, okay. but uh, maybe, maybe, maybe that'd be something at our um, Christmas dinner theater. I could break yeah. out for for everybody. Yeah, and just. Just let loose. I would pay to see that. Well, I will tell you that. Well, um, we may have to do it. <laughs> yeah. So let's jump into this. Man, I, I think the the one thing that jumps off the page to me at the beginning of uh, just kind of going through my notes and stuff was, you know, chapter six, you have um, uh, the first six seals and the opening of those and kind of what's going to transpire and then you get to chapter seven and initially, and you know, when you read a, anything in a book or whatever, it just kind of plays off of what you last read. Right. Um, but there's a, there's a break kind of in this, um, you know, the football analogy of into the instant replay. Hey, let's go back. Yeah. Let's look in I a talked little bit, a little more bit about that last week and saw yeah. that this week. So the intervals, the rest, the, the Sabbath, right. That, that thing, um, between chapter six and then chapter eight is when they get into the seventh seal. Right. Um, loved that you pointed that out because in today's world, um, people don't do that, um, hardly. No, you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not good at it either. In fact, this, this, this previous week, I think some of the reason why I was such a blur is I didn't stop just going, just going. And it's easy to get, you know, into that kind of hamster wheel, mind frame, treadmill. You just, you just kind of go in and. You're waking up, and your moment you wake up to the moment you lay your head down, you're just just running, and um, I mean that's God doesn't want that for us. And I, I think in a lot of ways, what we see here is it, it is those pauses out of all of the chaos, just to kind of reflect and see God still God still working, God still saving. Yeah, uh, it's almost like that Ebenezer kind of memorial stone just placed here in chapter seven that says let's see what god has done up to this point let's be reminded who god is let's not forget that in the midst of all this chaos god is still salvifically working through the proclamation of his word and i do think and i didn't really touch on that um sunday uh, you, you you hear that the restrainer is removed during the great tribulation the restrainer is is removed now ultimately the the restrainer is the holy spirit and i think it's the holy spirit at work through believers uh, here as we are called to be the, the, the salt and the light. But that doesn't mean that when we talk about the Holy Spirit being raptured, if you will, the restrainer being mm-hmm. removed, that doesn't mean that the, that the world will function without the work of the Holy Spirit during the Great Tribulation. It just means we go back to a day where the Holy Spirit works pre-Pentecost. So when, when the Holy Spirit is at work, still convicting individuals of their sin and working through the proclamation of the word to woo people to a saving faith. Uh, however, uh, it, it's different than in the sense that we would understand it as believers, uh, as followers of Jesus Christ. So when it talks about them being sealed, uh, it's not sealed like we're sealed, as Ephesians talked about, where we're sealed with the Holy Spirit. So we have a seal, too. We're marked. We're, yeah. you know, we're, we're God's chosen in the sense that we're his redeemed and, and saved, and uh, we're sealed with the Holy Spirit. The, the Holy Spirit will still be at work during the Great Tribulation, but not in the sense that we understand it post-Pentecost, 
but as they would have understood it pre-Pentecost. So give us examples just for the listeners, like pre-Pentecost when you when So you the say Holy that. Spirit would come upon somebody, right, and use them. Uh, the Holy Spirit came upon David, or the Holy Spirit came upon Samson. The Holy Spirit came upon somebody and used them in a unique way for a set amount of time, and then the Holy Spirit uh, would not indwell in that individual, if you will. Yeah. Uh, but the Holy Spirit at Pentecost came. They waited for the coming of the Holy Spirit. They were in the upper room waiting. The Holy Spirit comes and indwells every believer. Uh, we see the outpouring of that in the sense that they went out and were speaking in uh, languages that everybody else could understand, but yet these were pe- peasant Galileans. How did mm-hmm. they understand our, our language? And so the Holy Spirit at work pre-Pentecost is different than how the Holy Spirit worked in the life of a believer uh, post-Pentecost. And so uh, during this time, it's not that the Holy Spirit isn't working. It's just more uh, of a way that would have been understood in the Old Testament times. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good insight. Um, You know, I think, would you, I guess something that comes to my mind initially when you say that is, Obviously, the, the people who have placed their faith in Christ in this time, the Holy Spirit lives within them, you would say, correct, obviously? Uh, to, to a degree. I mean, obviously, they can't live a Christian life apart from the Holy Spirit, but I think it's just in a unique way than what we necessarily would experience uh, today. Um, could, you, could you try to... Like give the difference then? Uh, well, I think the difference is, is, is mainly what we see Old Testament and what we see New Testament. What we see pre-Pentecost and what we see post-Pentecost, okay. right, is just the, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, right? If he was, if the Holy Spirit was at work in the way that we understand post-Pentecost, if he was already at work in the Old Testament in that way, we wouldn't have needed Pentecost, right? right? And so... Um, I, I see the restraining hand of the Holy Spirit at work through through the church and the Holy Spirit at, at work in, in God's work in, in this world now that even though we see evil, it is restrained to a degree. Uh, during the Great Tribulation, that's completely, that's completely removed. Yeah. Wow. Man. Kind of makes you thankful for <laughs> yeah. living. In yeah. I, yeah, it should. Again, it should cause two things. It should cause us to worship and praise with a greater intensity and then to share the gospel with a greater urgency yeah so uh verses one through eight of this chapter uh talk about uh the remnant the the saints is what i kind of put in my notes right so um talking about the the 144,000. just we were talking before this i i'm not the person who has studied revelation a lot um i wouldn't classify myself as that kind of overkill, you know, yeah. gloom and doom right. individual who loves Revelation. But that's um, all you study. Right, exactly. And so for me, it's very enlightening and kind of a good perspective on um, the 144,000 as the remnant that, that to me, I guess, when I, you know, would read <coughs> in, the, in the chapter, you know, 12,000 from the tribe of Benjamin, 12,000 or whatever, it was like, man, it's just like, okay, a bunch of Middle Eastern people. What who, does that mean to us? Yeah, how does that really apply to me? I don't really get that. And so I love the perspective of they were scattered, and I never really thought about that. Like I never thought like, oh, that could be 
people here in Western, right? You know, the Western Hemisphere, right? Uh, could be people in Australia. Could be it's it, it, there's really no pinpoint, right? Um, and then it did bring light to the understanding of they don't even, <laughs> you know, like they don't even, yeah, can really say, yeah, that, Jews today, they they have no yeah. way to know what tribe they belong to. Like I they, may be tribe of Benjamin. My middle name is Benjamin. Yeah, it could, it um, could be. I don't think that's how it works, but no, you know, the Lord knows. The Lord knows. Just saying. Um, so, uh, but I, <laughs> I, I do think that you know uh. when you when you look at that, um, that may be one of the more foreign concepts to individuals that haven't really spent time kind of studying out yeah. Revelation is that there is such an emphasis on uh, the nation of Israel right. and God bringing them back to himself. Yeah. Um, the, the understanding that really the Great Tribulation, in a lot of ways, it's not that it's, it's only for Israel, uh, but yet it is the reinstituting of the program that God had with Israel, which stopped during the church age, uh, and then now will be reinstated right. uh, during this time. And again, we see in verses 9 through 14, it's not just Jews that are being saved during this time and everybody else is just without hope. Uh, it's that he is using them to be where the church is being used here in this time. Uh, primarily, these 144,000, not that there won't be other uh, individuals that are proclaiming the gospel. There won't be, uh, you know, Gentiles proclaiming the gospel. But he is primarily using these 144,000 uh, really to be witnesses, just as they were supposed to be. The nation of Israel was supposed to be, as talked about in Isaiah 43, that you are going to be a light to the nations. You're going to be witnesses to all the nations. Well, they're not, right? Yeah. Right now we look and we yeah, see they're, they're not. And so, but they will during this time become God's... Um, kind of uh, main uh, entities, if you will, of, of utilizing um, the gospel to proclaim to the ends of the earth, and uh, others will, will come to faith through through their message. Yeah. So I'm going to chase a rabbit here. Yeah. I know you're, see where this you're goes. good at this. Yeah, but maybe. We'll see. Man, just like ever since we've started this series, um, uh, and as we've unpacked it, like— it's really helped me with understanding there's no reason for me to be or anyone to be um, fearful of the future um, or to be like just caught up in this anxiety of what's going to happen. How, what, what, right. What's it going to look like? What's it? And it's clearly laid out in scripture that these things will take place. This is, this is, it's 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 lined out right? right and so like to me i've had such just like this more of an understanding of like wow mm. this is gonna happen and then well this is what this means and you know i'm kind of like putting those pieces of the puzzle together right. to where uh we say this often come what may like why why fear why you know yes uh, obviously the day in the day out you have worries you have stresses but like when it comes to life here on earth, right. people, get, I feel like, get so caught up in, well, it's the end times, so let's freak out. Yeah. You know, when it's like, well, have you, I mean, I'm just, I'm so thankful for this study. It's really, like, 
helped me to understand, like, Lord, you're in control. Yeah. You know, there is a sovereign God who has a plan and a purpose for every single thing right. that will take place. Yeah, I, I, I think that, again, when we understand that Christ is the center of revelation, that the focus is, in light of all these things that are going on, um, keep your eyes and your focus on Jesus because he's the author and the perfecter of our, our faith, right? Yeah. Um, that he who began a good work in us will see it to, through to completion. And so for us to understand, you know, there's never going to be a moment that God is, even when the world is out of control to the point that this will be, God is still in control, yeah. right? There's never a point that he's not in control. And so I, I pray that it does, and, and others have expressed that same thing, that it, it's provided them a peace and a longing for what is to come. And as we get into chapter 19 and 20 and 21, I mean, it just builds upon that when you really get to see what is to our, the yeah. ultimate future yeah. is when the right. thousand-year reign gives way to the new heavens and the new earth. Uh, I mean, just... And that in of itself is, is gives us the hope, right, that we need for each and every moment of each and every day. And so um, we'll thank yeah. the Lord that he's using that in that way. And I think that's designed, that the, the book of Revelation isn't designed to scare us. Yeah. Outside of Christ, maybe, yeah. right? Hey, well, you I need, mean, I think growing, but in up, Christ, growing no. up in a, in a Southern Baptist church where, I mean, to my knowledge, we've never, I mean, ever did a study through Revelation. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just like it's something that it's almost people want you to have this like fear of it. Mm. And it's just been so good for me to like yeah. walk through it as you've taught and realize like yeah. the Lord is in this the whole like like what narrative has been put out there that it's such a evil sure. letter and like yeah. you know, it's just man, it's been good. It's been good. So good. I just wanted to chase yeah. that route for a minute. Yeah, and that's you know, again, I think there's by no means am I a expert on eschatology um, or the study of the end times, but just my own personal study has been so rewarding uh, to dig into this and to study it out and, you know, to be exposed to some uh, some deeper uh, things underneath the surface yeah. that, you know, it's there. You just, you got to kind of know, put things in perspective. Yeah. And once you do, man, it is such a rich book. It that is. blesses yeah. and it's filled with gospel. And I've been in the Old Testament more. I mean, it's really forced me to uh, study in Ezekiel and Zechariah quite a bit, which are books I was familiar with, but I've never really done an intense um, study on on those and so just to really kind of put those various prophecies in place and look at all that and we'll, we'll look at Ezekiel 38 and 39 and and um, you know the Gog and Magog and who is Gog <laughs> and Magog and all that we'll we'll get to that as we unpack um, the yeah. text together in future weeks but man it's just been so so rich uh, to see the depth of the Bible study itself that it, it, it brings yeah so uh, jumping back into this last Sunday, um, when we see the remnant, um, the restrainers removed, it's probably just chaotic everywhere. Right. Sure, I mean, yeah. just the tribulation people are going through and the day's wage just for bread. And I mean, it just yeah. times we've never even dreamt of. Um, you see that. Um, this remnant, the saints, right, they are still like. They still have a purpose. They still have a plan. They still have right. 
um, this longing to see people in this time come to know Christ. And, you know, when your points of they are sealed and they are separated and they are servants out to the side of each one of those with for they are sealed. I put their they're they're protected. Right. And then they're separated to proclaim the gospel and they are servants to be Christ's witnesses. Right. And then trying to yeah. put my mind and my my head and my perspective into like we think we have it hard now. <laughs> yeah. You know, like what's it going to be like when they could literally be beheaded or shot or right. whatever the moment they, you know, you, you make one slip right, and you're gone. Right. And I mean, just the the urgency that it should spark in us to have um, as much as, you know, to see people come to Christ as much as we can. Um, man, be in their shoes. Right. Right. I mean, it's but then the, throughout the whole time, um, the Lord is gracious to them and yeah. seals them and protects them from those things. It's yeah. just, you know, it just makes you realize like it could, could be worse almost, you know, you get, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, I think, you know, part of what a good takeaway, I think, as far as that uh, timeless biblical truth that we, we find, especially in, in, in that passage of scripture, but all throughout revelation is regardless of your, your circumstances or your situation, um, you are called to be faithful to the task that God has given. And the task doesn't really change. It doesn't change in the Great Tribulation. It doesn't change, you know, for, for us now with the way that the world is always in upheaval. Uh, and the, the mission is the, the Great Commission. You know, right. it's, to, it's to proclaim the gospel. Uh, it's to live holy lives, you know, pursue holiness, be separated from the world, serve Jesus, um, who's not a taskmaster, but as we saw, you know, um, last week that or two weeks ago that he's, he's refreshing, right? We have a Lord that is a Lord of refreshment, that he yeah. refreshes us. Uh, and, and so it doesn't change for them either, right? It's still the mission is to... Um, expose the lie of Satan with the truth of God's word and proclaim truth and love people that, you know, don't even adhere to what you adhere to, but loving them means telling them the truth. And so I think for us, it's good just to see their faithfulness in, in that time and for us to understand that regardless of our situation or circumstance, um, for some people, they're going to do things right now that feel like, Oh, man, I can relate. Yeah. Maybe I right. don't see, you know, exactly what they're saying, but man, it feels like my world is falling apart. Mm. Uh, God still calls us uh, to serve him and to stay separated from the world and uh, to, um, you know, be focused in on what he's called us to. And so I think that's refreshing just to see during this time that God is, I mean, he expects his people to be faithful uh, and, and to be his hands and feet on the earth yeah so just for for the listeners when we earlier we were talking offline the the 144,000 when when we talked about the remnant and just kind of who they are um we talked about this great return back to god and that's them going out and proclaiming the gospel right yeah i think i think you know one 
Um, it's a picture of them in and of themselves, 144,000. So I don't see like they're sealed, but they're not believers, right? God just comes and seals them and says, hey, you're going to proclaim. These are, these are believers. These are people that have placed their, their faith and their trust in Jesus Christ as Messiah, uh, as the one that has been promised all throughout uh, the Pentateuch, all throughout the Torah, all throughout what they, they have been studying or, or you know, um, um, been taught. And so I think what we see, though, is they're entrusted with the message, and they proclaim the message. And as we see, multitudes of individuals are coming to faith and, yeah. and, and coming into uh, God's kingdom through faith in Jesus Christ, through their witness, through their proclamation of the word. Uh, we'll see here in a few chapters, we'll be introduced to two witnesses, and that's always uh, interesting to try to figure out who are those two witnesses. Yeah. There are several individuals that have uh, different views as to who those two witnesses are, but, uh, um, you know, I, I believe it's during this time that um, uh, the, uh, the the message will go to the ends of the earth. Yeah. All right. I think maybe we've heard we confuse uh, the return of Jesus Christ, you know, the, the rapture, you know, his, his coming, he comes in the clouds at his return. His feet will, will come and touch the, the Mount of Olives where he ascended. Uh, and, you know, his second coming will not come until everybody has heard the gospel. Uh, there will be no unreached people groups before that that happens, and it's during the great tribulation that this message uh, it goes to the very ends uh, of the earth. Uh, and so I think we get some of that confused, and it's like, well, if you want to hurry up and bring Jesus, we got to get and preach everybody to to the yeah. ends of the earth. Well, that that's true, uh, but uh, there's nothing that has to happen before the rapture. There's no prophecy that has to be fulfilled. The rapture could happen at any second, right? any moment. And so it's then at these 144,000 um, sometime before the first seal is, is open. That's how I read it. Other people's read it chronologically. So it could be unbelievers right as the rapture happens, right? Could be. Could be. Could be Jews that, you know, they, they see what is going on. They, they, they place their faith be in their, their, their <laughs> yeah. trust in, in, in Christ as, as Messiah. And um, God, in his sovereign knowledge, knows who these 144,000 are going to be. And then they, they are sealed and, and utilized for the proclamation of the word. And again, it's not to mean they're going to be the only people that right. are proclaiming yeah, 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 yeah. the gospel. But right. they're going to be leading the charge, if you will, yeah. especially primarily to the Jews who will then in turn, as as we saw in um, Romans eleven twenty five and, and 26, that all Israel will be saved. All Israel will will be saved. Now, that doesn't mean those that have died apart from faith in Christ Jesus, that they're automatically just forgiven of their sins. But the Israel that is alive during uh, the they're time. at the end of the tribulation. Those those individuals that that are alive, they they will have had that veil of ignorance lifted off of their eyes. They'll see Jesus for who He is, and they'll have placed their faith and trust in yeah. Jesus. Well, well, and for reference to um, Revelation seven nine, after this I looked and behold a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, all tribes, peoples, languages. Standing before the throne, before the Lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands, crying out with a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. 
That's just one of the Yeah, and I think some that. people would say, would interpret that and say, that's talking about the church. That's just talking about the entire church, right. everybody that has ever believed. But that's to divorce it from the context because one of the elders, who I believe is the redeemed rapture church, comes and asks, who are these people? But he's not numbered amongst them. Right. Uh, this is a, a new group of individuals that are being introduced. And he goes on to say, you know, I don't know. Uh, John says, yeah. sir, you know. 14, uh, I said to him, sir, you know. And he said to me, these are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. Yeah, that's right. So this isn't the, the entire church. So yeah. when it talks about multitude, I mean, again, this just, we see the grace of God. We see the, the mercy of God that even while he's rightly pouring out his judgment on the earth, it is a twofold uh, purpose. I'm judging, but I'm also extending yeah. grace. Now, right. with each new, as we'll see, the seal's going to open next week, and it's, it's, there's like this hush in heaven, and I don't want to get too much into preaching it, but oh, it's really this there. expectation that, okay, this is it. I mean, it's the seventh seal, and but what's hidden in that seventh seal is, is seven trumpets. It, it, it starts a domino of these seven trumpets, and, man, it's just one on top of the other on top of the other, and it's just building and it's building. And most people uh, are hardening their hearts towards it, but yet there are a lot of people that uh, are repenting and placing their faith and their trust in, in Jesus to the point that we would see Multitudes a multitude of, yeah. of, of individuals. Now, is that, you know, tens of thousands, is that hundreds of thousands? You know, I, I don't know. You get 10,000 people in a room to me, I'm probably going to say, there's 50,000 people in there. You know what I mean? I'm not going to necessarily know. So what he saw when he said myriads, it could be, you know, hundreds of thousands. It could right. be a million. Who knows? But a lot. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and praise the Lord for that. Yeah, so cool. Yeah. Well, um, the kind of the last thing I wanted to touch on was, um, which we've, we've kind of said, you know, the, the sovereignty of God, the graciousness of God in this time for the, uh, the remnant. But um, just like what he is providing for them, you know, the result, right, is kind of what you had labeled yeah. it. and. They're showered with with prominence and sheltered with his presence and shepherded by his or with his peace and are satisfied with his provision. I mean, um, yes, he he seals them and, and kind of keeps them, but it's not just that. You know, it's like yeah. it's so much more, right? I mean, right. it's it's a beautiful thing to to kind of read out and just yeah. See. And I think you know, for for us, it is the C two. You know, maybe one thing that I I didn't necessarily expound upon uh, Sunday is that these redeemed that have entered into heaven that are standing before the throne of God serving him uh, night and day that uh, you know no longer will hunger no longer will thirst or um, taken out of the scorching sun never to experience that again which all of us right now can say amen oh, thank you man. thank you Lord thank you Jesus uh, that you know he takes them to the living waters and um, he wipes away every tear of their eye. That's not just for them. Uh, they don't get like a deeper, richer sense of heaven than we get, and we don't get a deeper, richer sense of heaven than they get. Uh, that's the beauty of it. That even though it is pertaining in the text to these individuals, 
it will be experienced by yeah. by all, right? We all of us will um, have a prominence in His kingdom that we get to serve Him, and uh, I think we'll have jobs in heaven, and I think it'll be jobs that we just absolutely love. Too bad there's not ministry in heaven. <laughs> what are yeah. we gonna do? Yeah, man? I bet there's some. Yeah, I bet you may be leading worship. You know. Uh, yeah. Okay. I, I think they're going to play a new instrument. They never been about. Well, just you think back and uh, somewhat wrap up. We could go a lot longer on this, but work, as we mentioned on Sunday mornings uh, a couple times, is it, it that's not a part of the fall. The toil of it. Uh, oh my goodness! I don't really want to necessarily go to work today. Uh, and the blood and the sweat and the tears that sometimes come along with it, the frustration that comes with it, that's a part of the fall. But before the fall, uh, Adam and Eve, they, they had, they were stewards over God's creation, and they, they had job to maintain. Responsibility. And, yeah, yeah. And, and that was a part of everything that God says was good. And so for us, when everything is redeemed and restored, even the aspect of work and um, fulfilling the work that is assigned to us by God, man, you're going to love it. That the the old adage, if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. That is that's really yeah. at a heart of pre-fall um, creation. Is that man, you love it? Yeah, God's assigned it to you. Mm. I get to I get to do this for for the Lord, and I think He takes our gifts and and those those things, passions that He has placed within us, and um, will will be extended to us, and so. You know, we're sheltered with his presence. We're going to be in the presence of the Lord and, and just the peace that he gives us and the provision that he provides for us um, doesn't mean that because they're coming out of the great tribulation, they had it harder in some regards than we did, that they have a, you know, uh, VIP section in heaven. We, we all get to experience the goodness and the graciousness yeah. of God and all of its fullness in the kingdom that is to come. And so it's just a beautiful realization of and it's all about jesus it's not um it's not a hierarchy per se within the christian faith it's it's, it's jesus is the head and we're all members of the body fulfilling mm. what it is that he's called us to yeah yeah so let's just talk about it what would you what would you do in heaven? What would you want to do? Ideally, if you did, if you weren't preaching, man, if because you ain't gonna be preachers. If in I've, yeah, you know, I. But there may be uh, teaching, teaching God's word in in heaven. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. I mean, everybody would probably just go to Jesus's church and probably, listen to him preach. Yeah, um, man, librarian. Oh. Uh, Keeper of the books, okay. like I, man, to where I could just look at the history of. I don't know what that would even look like. Does oh, God man. have like That'd every so day recorded yeah. for? I don't know. Just I, I love books. Me, me, and my son Tyler would be librarians. Oh man, yeah. And you probably wouldn't have to like return it. You know, like the due dates, you know <laughs> there what I'm saying? Be, like a, there wouldn't be return fees. No, no on, return on fees it. Yeah. on it. Well, you got all of eternity. You got of all <laughs> eternity so to bring true. it back. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, uh, it's uh, so, yeah, I don't know, man. You know, uh, whatever the Lord gives me to do, it's going to be the greatest thing. Yeah. But, like, if I could pick it, it'd be something with, like, let me keep all the record and be able to, to look at all the records and yeah. just, I love history and 
Uh, obviously, I love God's word, and so anything that maybe I get my hands on, some kind of books or scrolls or I do whatever. agree. I think that would be interesting to like maybe the history of the earth or you yeah, know. Just I mean, like, I'd love every man. little aspect of. Yeah, that'd be good. I do think that, uh, and man, we'll extend this a lot longer if we <laughs> keep unpacking this. But I do think you'll you'll learn in heaven. Uh, I think there's maybe a misconception that when you get to heaven, you're you're going to be omniscient. Uh, it says we'll be like we'll be like Jesus. Doesn't mean that we'll be God. Doesn't mean that we'll be Jesus. Uh, and so I, I think we'll be learning. I think part of the the beauty of heaven is that we'll be able to learn and we'll be able to sit down and we won't just know everything right off of the bat. Um, I don't know we'll ever get to a point that we do know everything hmm. uh, just to, to learn and to grow. I think we'll be a part of the experience of heaven. Yeah. And it's hard to kind of wrap your head around. It is. It really <laughs> is. Yeah, it really is. That is insane. Well, man, again, so blessed by the sermon and just the 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 things that the Lord is kind of teaching my heart and showing me as you're 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 preaching it's been good man it's been a great series can't wait to continue it yeah man me too Um, i'm looking forward to chapter eight this sunday yeah seventh seal here it comes oh pop it what's underneath it i don't know i already said but (laughs) that's true (laughs) you can read ahead (laughs) spoiler alert oh man that's good stuff well thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the community recap podcast um, God bless you guys. Uh, thanks for listening. We um, appreciate the support. Absolutely. Thanks. Uh, share Mom. this with your friends. You know, like yeah, maybe it'll be blessing there. them as well. You know, um, so some of the stuff we there. talk about doesn't necessarily have to be. You know, you had to hear the sermon. That's right. Yeah. So. Or it always maybe it piques their interest and they go back and listen to the sermon to provide a little bit more context and yep. who knows what the Lord does with that. So yep. anyway. All right, thanks, guys. Have a wonderful rest of your week. God bless, and we'll catch you next week. See ya.